Welcome to the, I believe, the eighth episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, Jerm X. After a two-week hiatus, uh, 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 I'm pumped up. I got plenty of energy. Energy. That's, that's been doing your two weeks? Yes. Getting pumped up? Uh, 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 uh. We're going to pump you, you up. You up. Fellas. Pump, pump me up. Me what? Me up. Me up. <laughs> Well, tonight, unfortunately, we don't have the one, the only, Mr. Gene Hopkins. You know, Gene comes here, he makes it so infrequently sometimes, but last week he was all ready to go, and nobody else was here. Me too, because we were taking time off. Right. (laughs) But he showed up anyway? I think he did. Can't win for losing, well, brothers. You know what? Give him some points. Gene Hopkins. Gene Hopkins. But the rest of the crew is here. The City Wing King himself, Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, though? What up, though? And, of course, the one the only, Mr. Brooks with the good looks, Robert Brooks. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Good shave, shouldn't I? So, fellas, it's been two weeks, and I wanted to really come back to the show with something that's really clear and concise and right on point and everything with you guys. But, of course, my better nature has got the best of me, and I'm just going to start right away with the petty. So. (laughs) What what pettiness are you bringing to the house today? I am bringing the House of Brentwood Petty. As you gentlemen have heard or may not have heard, There is a mandate in New York State to get rid of all Indian icons or Native American icons from the governor's office. And we just happen to have graduated with the title of the Brentwood Indian. We are the Indians. Mighty, mighty Indians. That's Indians with feathers, not dots. That is correct. The woods on Uh, fire. Ah, yes. And that was my point exactly. You see, that's my point exactly. You're an educated man, despite having graduated from Brentwood. Because some of these people were arguing, honestly, that we should keep the name Brentwood Indians because it's getting rid of American culture. And it's just cutting down on the John Wayneisms of America and all of the great nostalgic things that made our country and our town the Brentwood Indians great. And there was a conversation in a group of people from Brentwood, and they were talking about whether or not they should change it or whether they should change it. And, of course, one of the people said, somebody who has, as someone who has lettered for Brentwood, if you never played a sport for Brentwood, you should just shut the fuck up. We're keeping Brentwood. And of course, me with my big white letter. That's the MVP, if you don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was unaware, actually. You were unaware? I was unaware. <laughs> I am so having, glad. Having, having never been an MVP myself. I am so glad <laughs> to have been able to drop that little piece of knowledge for you tonight. Uh, All right. I so- thought- I thought Ron Jeremy was the only one. Well, Ron Jeremy is not the only one. <laughs> but clearly. 
X can suck his own too. <laughs> Woo! Dude, breaks done everybody some good. Listen, as long as everybody's having a good time. But anyway, Absolutely. as I was saying, you want to get that off the corner of your mouth? <laughs> as I was saying, Mr. Brooks, as I was saying, <laughs> it's offensive changing. You know what I'm saying? First of all, Grant, you pointed out the first, my real argument with the whole thing. Indians have dots on their heads. Okay? True. Native Americans are Native Americans. There are no Indians in the United States or Native Indians in the United States. That's just like, so my whole point is that if you are representing a school district, a whole school district, how can mm -hmm. you start with a logo which is factually wrong? But so, so Indians. It, it, is it kind of like is it kind of like niggas like it's not it's not what their name really is but it's what we've been calling it's what we call you know what I mean? it's what we call you that's not right. what the name really is that's what we call you right is that what you're saying mr grant <laughs> respectfully <laughs> we're not really sure what they're called but we call right. them indians exactly. we call them indians exactly but we we call him uh, Indian. American. That's mighty American of you. That's mighty supposedly. Indian. Supposedly, Christopher Columbus thought he was in India, right? That's why he called him Indians. Right. So we started off on the wrong foot. Right. America just has. What is the problem with these white people in America? And the problem with correcting history, with correct history. If you want to, if you want to see the problem in action, we have a Christopher Columbus statue down here in South Philadelphia, mm -hmm. and. Them folks down there ready to go to war to keep that thing in place. They've really? gone to the courts. Oh, they've gone to the courts. They got a whole committee set up. Like it's it's a big deal, man. They are not about you taking away Christopher Columbus's good name. This motherfucker mm. really have a good name. Mm. It's very interpretive. You would think the Italians could do better than that. I did. He flew under a Spanish flag, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, I I obviously feel like they have done better than that. You know, the Godfather series. In the argument, <laughs> right? Godfather, hey, Godfather and one and two are pretty perfect. Spaghetti and meatballs, yeah. lasagna. So one or two. Sophia Loren. Sophia one or two. Loren. I, I flip flop on them. But which which one is the is the better Godfather? One or two? Um, I'm gonna go with one is the better movie. one. One. One is that one is a. I feel like. One is the is the better story. Like the way they tell the story in two, it's a little disjointed. It, there's some remarkable, like De Niro learning to speak Italian phonetically so he could do the part, so he could be like that's amazing. Right. So he could be young Vito Corleone, like that. He was earning his his money back then for mm. sure. Um, he's a dad, so, so so he's earning his money right now. Um, he's a daddy spend, again, so. spending his money right now. What is wrong with him? Right. Huh? What is wrong with him? Why would you want to start over again in your 70s? He's not starting over again, bro. He's I, starting. I, he's starting. Being finishing. There's no, when you, you know. When, when you got bread like that. you're using starting and over. But when yeah. you got bread like that, it's, it's inconsequential. I, I would think that it's consequential in that, you know, no matter how much help you have, 
that child's still gonna be daddy, daddy, daddy. I remember when I figured out, I, like there was that moment that there, there was a point, like I was annoying the shit out of my dad, and like he finally, I was like, dad, dad, and he's like, whaty, like I had said daddy too many times, he's like whaty, and I was like, oh shit. Fast forward many years, and now my daughter's trapped in that loop, and I'm like. Oh, so this is why he responded that way. Right. I'm not going to answer this way, but I clearly see why. <laughs> <laughs> and if you 72, 74, you know, with a with a three-year-old at home or something, clearly you're going to be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Well, you know, what he you was gotta, thinking is that. In, you got to live in nanny and au pairs. And I mean, you see the kid. You see the kid when you want to. That kid is like an exhibit in a museum. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of. Walk mm. by, see it, see it, and kind of wave to it. And give, you just give it a peace sign. <laughs> yeah, like a penguin. Yeah. You throw a sardine every yeah. now and then, and everything. You just <laughs> right. like, ah, right. Yeah, I know what he was thinking. He was thinking, mm, "Those young, those num nums sure look good." I blame mm. Audrey Plaza for all the dirty stuff she said to him in that movie when he was playing Dirty Grandpa. You know, because he kind of <laughs> got. I think she. I think Audrey Plaza. She, she got them all ramped like, up. She had them all ramped up and everything. Hey, the possibilities. Because Grandpa wasn't thinking about that. He wasn't thinking about that. And you can tell he was shocked some of the times with the things she said. Who knows what she did to him in the trailer in between the movie things. But look, True. man, you guys, you you guys, you guys get me off topic all the time. We were talking about the Indians. We were talking oh, yeah, about yeah, the yeah, Indians. Yeah, yeah. Or the 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 Sadly, the so-called the nourishing Indians. of the Indian of the Brentwood Indians. So, so if you, so what, what if are we going to be so-called? What if you put so-called in front of Indians? Hmm. Hmm. That would be a solution that probably wouldn't be acceptable. Probably. Yeah, I don't uh, know how that'll look on the jersey. So-called right. Indians. So-called Indians. Yeah. Uh, Brentwood um, SCI. We just have Indians across the front of ours, or they just have Brentwood yep. here. We had a lot of times we just had Brentwood, and my whole thing was that was one of my points. We had the Chiefs head on the shoulder, right? Yeah, one of my points was that nobody was really worried about the Indians coming to town to whoop their ass. They knew that Brentwood was coming to town to whoop your ass. Nobody knew what the Indians were. You didn't really say, "Oh, look at those. We're getting ready for those damn T-birds this week." Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we nobody nobody does that. So it's like it's not that big of a thing yeah. to change the logo of a school. It's like I think now it just really they just really like out of control with that shit. No, you got to you got to keep it going. Once the once the Redskins broke broke uh once they broke down and and changed their name, now everybody has to go. I mean, like what's uh Cleveland Guardians? Like Guardians yeah. might be the most horrible name I've heard, but yeah. um, you know, I mean, when they changed, I mean, it's a lot of people changing. So yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's expected. You, you knew it was going to happen. You just gotta. We just have to pick a better name next time. Well, what, what's the front runner? I don't. There is no front runner yet. No. They said right after we were having our argument. I think like the other guy was like, "You have you obviously be stirring shit up," because right after I got into that argument, I was really looking to start some stuff that morning anyway. So I went into the Brentwood group and I saw that comment, that post, and I did make the comment. And this conversation had been going on for like a week. And about an hour later, the district came out with a message about it. 
that's how hardcore I got in these people's asses about it, I guess. Because like this guy, this one, this woman came in and she was like, listen, she was like, and you are the reason why this country is being going to shit because of your changing of history and so on, so on, so forth. And I was like, oh, really? Actually, I think it's you, honey, and your and your inability and your unwillingness to accept history as it occurred and telling the story true. Changing history really is the American the way. Yeah. Changing history. We're trying to, you're, when you're actually trying to make something factual, you're not changing history. You're actually just reporting it the way that it actually happened. And my point was, like I said, the trail of tears didn't happen to you. Um, some other event didn't happen to you. No, Jim Crow did not happen to you. But you sit up here and you cry like you're the aggrieved one. You know, nobody gave your people smallpox blankets and killed you off. So what what are you so uptight about at this point in time? I don't well, understand it. Because I've been an Indian my whole life. My mother was an Indian, and I was I was looking forward to my grandchildren being Indians too. And this isn't right. This isn't fair. But here's the thing, right? So for so long, it's been what it is, factual or not. So now we we back to the man who shot Liberty Vance. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to come with the truth, but the legend is so big, sometimes you just got to keep printing the legend. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. I mean, not in this case, I don't think, but that's this is why people of, are upset. Uh, this is definitely not one of those times. I don't understand no. why it's such a why. But that's I, why people are upset, though, because they because what they know is the legend. And to them, the legend is the truth. So you come up with something else. Even even bringing all the receipts, if you come up with something else other than the truth that they know and believe and lives in their heart, creating then, cognitive dissonance, yeah, right? And most yeah, people, people in the face of cognitive dissonance just revert back to what they know, their comfort right. zone. Yeah, she was so triggered. Like her response was like, "I can just feel her pain pointing daggers at me, and everything." And I'm just like, "Well, whatever." You know, the simple fact of the matter is Indians do not come from this region of the world. If you're going to actually have, if you're going to keep the name Brentwood Indians, then change the icon to a man with a turban on his head or a snake charmer and everything, and then have Brentwood Indians and everything. We can namaste your asses to death all day long. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. That's the solution. That to me is the solution. Otherwise, stop making our kids look stupid every time they run out on the field wearing something that don't even exist. Having or, them contextually wrong. Or we could become like the um uh the Brentwood El Gran Combo and we'll have everybody wear like sparkling satins and stuff and we'll do little <laughs> little salsa two step before we where the game starts where we kick their ass we'll do a little salsa two step that would piss them off but you know what it's like old Brentwood understood that old Brentwood understood that they would have done something like that and the whole town would have got up and been like yeah whether we were whether we were black white Hispanic we would have been like wait because we were we were the original rebels 
That's why the town is what it is. We were the original rebels. Like I said, they didn't fear the Indians. They feared Brentwood because not only were we coming to beat you, we were coming for your women too. Wow. Ain't that right, Mr. Brooks? Well, fortunately, because a lot of times on the field, (laughs) 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 white boys in safe ship was kicking our ass. Oh, yeah. yeah, That was only half with them. I think this was too big. Goddamn big ass motherfuckers. All over the place. How you how you 16 years old, 280 pounds. <laughs> the hell out of here. The hell out of here. What you doing? What you doing over there? Flunking. But hey, man. <laughs> but hey, you know what? God bless them. They'll work it out. But the the announcement was that it's going to be they're gonna keep it for another year and they'll go over the alternatives next year. Long overdue. You know, my problem is that no one actually liked my suggestion, which was based upon the original name of the town, which was that a lot of people don't realize the town was actually called Modern Times in the 1800s when it was founded. And one of the highlights of living in Modern Times is that you could go next door and sleep with your neighbor's wife and he could actually come over and sleep with yours and vice versa because it was actually a swapping wife swapping and free love community so i said that we should change the name to the brentwood free lovers i like it it's not bad i like it it's not bad. i like it but if the town was called if it was if the town was called modern times we can go with the chaplains the chaplains the little chaplain charlotte chaplain theme play no, yeah, there you go. okay yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. one that's a good one that's a good one rub a dub three neighbors in the tub Oh, yo, yo, yo. Brentwood Free Lovers. Um, mm, now nah, I'm trying to think. You know, well, my, what, what could we do off of, like, either off of off of Craig Mack, Eric, Biz, like something from that, you know, something with our with our rap foundation, possibly. Yeah. The Brentwood, the Brentwood lyricist. You the, know. the Brentwood... I don't know. I, I just like everything just rolls off the tongue and it just starts with free love. So I'm just I'm sticking with Brentwood free lovers. That's what I want. Let's go. Let's start a petition. I want to see those. I want to see those drawings and those logos. Well, while while you start your petition there, I'm going to start the petition to save your ass and tell, and tell the little lady that you know, you're just doing this for for a show. You're not really into free love now. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. I'm going to need that. Gotta keep I mean, you eating. I'm going to need that. Actually, I told her, and she loved the idea. She loved the idea. Yeah. Actually, yeah, she did. She thought it was like um, actually a pretty good, pretty solid idea for, uh, for the idea group. of free love. The idea of no naming the, the school free lovers. Oh, right with free love. You know, okay, that you. conversation. That conversation that that never goes well. So <laughs> you got to have it up front, player. Yeah, got to have it up front. That's a bad conversation. So yeah, so you know, in the two weeks that we actually missed, there was a lot of stuff that happened that you know we probably could cover, but who would want to? And um, of course, spent a lot of time not listening to the news, not watching the news. I very found depressing. Out, very Man, depressing. Yeah. Extremely. I saw that they came to a deal 
for the, um, they came to a deal for the budget and people were up in arms about that. Between that and the Indians, I just couldn't take it. Uh, everyone's up in arms because they didn't make the government go into default and everything, which is, nah. And as I was watching that, I thought about Gene. I said, man, don't none of this shit matter. <laughs> yeah. and, that, that happens every, every three, four years, right? Yeah. Sometimes well, more than that, depending on how far they kick the ball up. Right? Depending on how far, how short they kick the ball or how long they kick the ball down the road. But rarely do we have the situation where the one side is like, nah, we need to blow it up. We need to blow it up. We need to, we need to stop everything. Usually yeah. they're very even-minded about, look, we spent the money. We got to pay the money. Conscientious cool. is what yeah. it's called. And, and they just haven't been. And people are, and I looked at the, uh, it was really You got all these anarchists in government now, all these Republican anarchists in government, like Jesus Christ. Well, because they've already completed the task. They've already completed the assignment. I told people years ago, you have to be, you have to really be aware of the government, of the, not just the government, the wording that people use. And what they were using back in the, the turn of the century was wealth redistribution. And why they were using that term, they were saying that they were, were trying to redistribute the wealth to all the poor people. And you fast forward now 20 years, and it's pretty definitive that that's not what happened, right? Uh, we, not even yeah. close. We have two. We have two very linear types of um, people, communities. We have the poor community, and we have the rich community, and we have some people that are in between that are still that are trying to hold on to their to the things that they have right now you know in my business in the real estate business every house that goes up on long island is selling for twenty thousand dollars over ask because a corporate entity is coming in and bidding twenty thousand dollars over ask mm. for houses that are in normal what would be considered suburban residential areas uh, so that way they can rent these houses out to people for two or three times the cost of what they're paying for. They're still going to make money because with the amount of rent that they're charging, it's impossible that they're going not going to make money. And they're doing this in bulk and they're doing this with all the bulk money that they came up with. And I, I found it interesting that the only thing that they said, it's a good deal for everyone. But the only thing that the only concessions that they were able to get is concessions for the SNAP program and the TAMF program, which are basically low income subsidy programs. And they took the guidelines for people who get them that have to work for them and they pushed them up 10 years. And um, in, in one case, generally, all they did was they they made the poor people more responsible for not having for not being employed and they made the population a little bit easier to control and to force into labor labor in the near future did y'all see sorry to bother you yes yeah that's going to turn out to be a documentary soon like this shit keeps up that's going to be a documentary i didn't see that what's yeah. that about it's about it, it's in the not too distant future, although it could be the present. And uh, this brother gets a job in a in a call center, which you would appreciate. And an older brother, Danny Glover, puts him onto the secret of success. But going on in the background is this whole movement. There's this company 
that is creating these, essentially, you go work for them and they take care of everything for you. Right. They provide your housing, they provide your food, but like their, their housing is like living in a cell, putting four people in a bedroom, you know, in cots, whatever. It's, it's a very dystopian uh, vision of what the future could be like. And seemingly with all these corporations buying up the houses, that's where we're going to be soon. This is what we're moving towards. Yeah. I just found it that they were, I found it interesting that they were able to come to an accord um, so far away from the deadline. And that the only thing that they did was they forced four poor people to work. Well, you know, it's not that amazing in that most responsible people understood that a deal had to be done. You have, I mean, you have these ridiculous Republicans who were, you know, nothing should move until that's really not how governance works. And if you shut down everything and you cause a worldwide worldwide recession, you're just going to get voted out. You've got to go. Your people aren't your people are going to be broke too, just like everybody else. You'll be gone. So it's not really that shocking that they came up with the deal. And not only that, like Kevin McCarthy, how many days of theater was that him getting that speakership? Right. He's got yeah. no juice. None. He's got no juice, no power. Like my man wanted that seat so bad that he was willing to strip all of the ornaments off of it just to get it. Well, he did have to work very hard and he had to kiss every ass and like do every sexual act behind closed doors that we do that we know of or that some that we probably have never heard of in order to achieve that. But I just don't like the future of work. We're already in a we were already in a situation where at one part point in time in this country, Walmart was the biggest um, employer of people in the country. And you take that, and now Walmart is actually closing stores in different areas. So now they're not even employing people in in different places. So, and they yeah, but gave Walmart you, was also, but Walmart was also hiring people full time and giving them the paperwork to go on government assistance. Right, exactly. Like Walmart that, was not really helping anybody besides the Walton family. Right, and that's exactly my point. They were, they've always been doing this. They were giving people paperwork. So now you're going to have to report directly to another company to work in order to qualify for your food stamps. It just, it just seems to me like, you know, whether you like it or not, it seems like it's a very socialist way to go about doing things. And before we get into all of this stuff about whether it's right or wrong, both parties agreed to this stuff pretty quickly. So it's not one side or the other, it's both of those sides. And it's really, it's like they really show you where it comes down and it all comes down to the money. You know, if you have it, you won't have to work. You won't have to stand on the bread line. If you don't have it, you're going to be standing on a bread line. And that's the future of labor in this country. And it just had me thinking, when I used to go to work for jobs, we talked about it before. I went to work at um, Citibank in a call center, right, Rob? Mm -hmm. After a month, I had full benefits. I had dental. I had a 401k. When it came around for enrollment the next time, I had medical. I had time. I had family time leave. I had leave. All these things started accruing from day one and were available to me after day 30. But now you're going to be working for these same corporations. So does this make you, does this qualify you for Medicare? Does it qualify you for dental now? 
you're doing the same thing. You're basically going to have to put in the same 20, 30, 40 hours of work. And even if you're, even if you just have to do it for your, for your food stamps, for example, I don't know what the, what it is, but let's just say you have to work your, you have to work 40 hours a month. Okay. That's 40 hours. You can't go someplace else and draw a salary. That's 40 hours. You can't go someplace and supposedly accrue good time towards getting a benefits package or anything of that nature. That model is completely and totally gone. And it's being replaced or improving your skills or improving your skills. Exactly. It's being replaced by what the government and what these corporations are doing in unison and they're doing it in unison. And no, I don't want to hear anybody say like, you know, oh, that's what Democrats do. And that's what, listen, man, the Republicans are the ones that are taking all the corporate money. And they're the ones, and the corporations are the ones that are benefiting from the free labor. Uh, everybody's you know? taking the corporate money. They're all taking the corporate money. And so it's like, you don't really have control of these things anymore. So it's like, it just got me thinking. It's like, now we're, we're actually to the point where, where what we used to get from an employer, you it's not available at a job. So... Well, so the jobs are not available. You know what I mean? That's really a lot of where the rubber meets the road is that so many jobs have been shipped away from the U.S. And then a lot of jobs were also just kind of eliminated from people's purview. You know what I mean? When you take like uh, auto repair, like when we was in high school, cats, cats would go to BOCES and do auto repair or whatever trade they might do. When you take that kind of thing away and and make people feel like those jobs are not are not jobs that they should aspire to, and not just those, I mean, even entry any entry level position is almost frowned upon for you to take it. Being, being somebody that works at a hotel, you know what I mean, somebody that that a maid at, at a hotel or whatever, whatever. But those are those used to be jobs that people could get, and I mean, you wasn't gonna be rich with it. But if you got a job with Hilton, you know, or Marriott or whatever hotel chain, you would have those benefits and you would end up with a, with a pension of some sort. It may be a shit pension, but I mean, your salary was probably not that great to begin with. But I'm just saying that the jobs were there. Now, we're not even we're not even seeking those jobs out anymore. No. You know what I mean? And and automation, not not to mention automation that's coming into play. Mm. And on and automation is it's automation is something that can be created anywhere if you can build a factory and you have the ability to get the robots that you need. You yeah. don't need the people anymore. You know, one thing about this area when we were growing up, we had Entenmann's that was a big bakery and that fed right. a lot of families. Fed mm -hmm. a lot of families in our town. Yeah. You know, good middle middle um middle class jobs. And those people who were people that we went to school with, they were bakers and loaders. Yeah, some truck of the drivers other, and truck drivers, mm -hmm. route drivers and salesmen. Yep. Some of those people, some of those people's their parents were job was to scoop cinnamon into a jar. Right. You know, into a machine and everything. Mm -hmm. And those jobs paid them fifty thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. and allowed them to have a allowed them to have a home and everything. A lot of those people have retired now. Some of them are gone. God rest, God bless the dead, and then all that. But um, 
those jobs weren't replaced. They were replaced with automation. And you know, I saw it, I, I sent that, uh, did you guys see that video that I sent with the white guy talking about Africa today? I did. Did you guys play yeah. the video? Mm-hmm. I did. did you play the video? Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's so, it's so like deep in like what this guy is saying. I want to see if I can get it to actually play because it was like, to me, it was like, I thought it was a good starting point. Uh, no, this is not the one. Okay, so let me before we uh, why you why you getting that to load up? So another piece of the another piece of the puzzle in my thought process now now we talking about it is that salaries have not gone up commensurate with the cost of goods, mm-hmm. right? You right. know, so if, so if you were making you know in the seventies. My father in in the 70s had a Bonneville with a phone and a record player in it. You know what I mean? That he paid like ten thousand dollars for. When when right? you think about that, does the this big pimpin play in the back of your mind? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What do you what do you go straight to? You may not drive a great big Cadillac. Yeah. yeah, but you you can't even I mean, if you go on a lot today to buy a new car, and I'm saying he bought that car for like ten thousand dollars new. If you go on a lot today to try to buy a car, I mean, you automatically in for like 40, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and, and, you know, when you were making 20,000 back then, you know, that same job is probably paying 30 now, you know, it's just not the, not the money is not paced. there. Yeah. They're not, yeah. Well, I used to work for CBS radio and their whole thing, it was a union position, which they were mad about. They were mad about it being a union position. Because their whole philosophy was like, yo, we're paying you $750 an hour because we want you to go. Right. We want you, we'll replace you next year. We'll get somebody mm-hmm. else. We'll just keep bringing in new bodies at $750 an hour. And I remember getting into an argument with my boss at the time because I was, I wanted to become the union shop steward. And I was like, yo, we struggle hiring people because it's more profitable for them to go work at Burger King overnight than it is to work here. And we're right. trying to tell people they need a, high, uh, a college diploma to even apply here. Mm-hmm. Like, well, why are we telling them that when they can go flip burgers and get 20 cents more an hour, sometimes a dollar more an hour? Like, mm-hmm. we got to raise right. it. Oh, no, no, we got to. And, you know, you fight with them, you fight with them. They give, they kick, they finally, they kick up a couple quarters or something, you know, an hour. Right. Um, but that job hasn't, the job that I was getting paid $7.50 an hour for back in 1992 is probably paying $11 an hour now. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere near keeping pace. Not even close. No, not even close. So how are so how are you supposed to keep up with the rhetoric of all these things? And they they don't care. You know, like they would just want you to leave. And if it weakens the product, it weakens the product. As long as it doesn't weaken the bottom. Like the thing you have to remember is everything at the end of the day. The most important person in the company is the shareholder. As long as you are driving value for the shareholders, the rest of the thing can burn in hell. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the product got weaker every year because you you were pushing good people who had institutional knowledge out the door, but you're keeping that price fixed, so they were still generating earnings, so they could kick into the shareholders at the end of the year. So it didn't really matter so much. Well, I had, what used to be CBS Radio is now Odyssey. A couple of generations later, um, their stock was trading at nine cents a share last week. In the end of the day, it mattered, but they were focused on, you know, 
The CEO right now is concerned about the share price right now. 10 years from now, that's somebody else's problem. Mm. Wow. Odyssey used to be CBS? Yeah, Odyssey used to be CBS. Wow. You know what's crazy? The video that I had that I was going to play, it seems to have been scrubbed. I can't find it. It's not on my, it's not on the phone. It's not in the, in the message that I sent to you. I sent it to someone else. Uh, And I was going to say, I was going to say to Grant because he's, he's, you know, he is a sporting type that it was at least 10 to one that you had no shot of getting, of playing that video. Oh, Oh, really? (laughs) At least, right? No, I, I, I gotta figure it out, man, bro. I can, I can actually play. I can actually play some stuff here. I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to get, you don't think I wasted my two weeks of, of time without learning any technical knowledge whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even for me, that's weak sauce. <laughs> you know? I mean, I just had a, I just had a four day break, and I have to be honest, I, you know, I did some things that are good for recharging my soul, but it wasn't a lot of movement. Like it was a lot of the couch saw a lot of my ass. Like my I got mm-hmm. an aspirin on the couch downstairs right now. And uh, you know, I put a dent in some of my some of my recreational products. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need it. Just a little. That's what's up. Man. Just a little. <laughs> Ain't easy. <laughs> oh man, you guys. Man, I don't know, bro. I don't know. All I, all I know is it's an evil, corrupt world in which we live. They don't want us to. I just sent you guys. You did see that video with the guy talking about Africa, yeah. didn't you? I'm gonna see. If, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. See if you can pull the, it up. The, the the NY the graduation thing. No, not the graduation okay. thing. There was another video that I had sent out, and it was a white guy talking about Africa, and the situation that it's in, and it was like so poignant. It was like. And you know, when I, and basically saying that it's fucked up because they fucked it up because they've gone and no. they've 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 ransacked the land. No, him saying that it's him saying that basically it's fucked up because it's by design. Yeah, because it's right. supposed to be fucked up. You know, and that was the that was the the beginning and the end of the message. You know, it's not it's not a secret. Basically, what the message said was he was talking about he was talking about Africa. Do you see it, Grant? Uh, the link, the link is dead. The link is dead. It's crazy. See how quick they kill stuff like that. They don't want to get in out there. And what this guy said was, and it was on my, it was on my, I put it on my. Let me see if it's even. Did they remove it? This is how quickly all this stuff like happens. I put it out there. And I put it up there for public consumption, and they will just, oh, I still have it. We will not allow Sub-Saharan Africa to escape that. Okay, we do everything to keep Sub-Saharan Africa where it is, also impoverished. It's absolutely vital for the prosperity of everyone else. So let's get clear about that. So let's get clear about that. Okay, and this means all the economic structures, all the global institutions and the economics we teach everyone is all designed to keep Africa exactly where it is. Mm -hmm. And whether it is Europe or US or now China, it's always the same. 
we need Africa to be impoverished because we need those raw materials and we need them dirt cheap. Okay, so that's the message. It doesn't mean to say that there's nothing Africans can do. Of course there is. Okay, but this is the opposition that they're fighting. This is what it's about. Because if Africa does do something different, I assure you living standards of all those in Europe and North America and Asia is going to fall. Okay, and that is a big price to pay. I assure you that the West is not going to allow that without a big fight. And Africa had a role. And that's generally what he said. He's saying that there's a reason why Africa is the impoverished nation or the not nation continent that it's in. There's a reason why every country and every area in Africa was assigned to a country in Europe or um, the, or the North America um, to be ruled by and ruled over. And the reason why is because of the raw materials that persist on the continent. And without those raw materials, every other country in the world would be significantly poorer. So this is one of the reasons why anytime you have a strong African leader that comes out, he ends up being assassinated. This is like, not just the United States. Isn't that what uh isn't that what happened to Gaddafi? Gaddafi? So what happened wasn't he trying to, wasn't Gaddafi trying to get trying to get off of the dollar? He was trying to change another yeah, he was, he was actually, trying to change the currency. He was trying to change the currency. Gaddafi was a part of that. He was talking to Saddam Hussein about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was talking to another, I forget who the other world leader was, but all three of those countries ended up being overturned. Right. They ended up falling to a coup mm -hmm. at one point or another. So, you know, these things that, you know, people think that bravery is going out there and, um, like, you know, fighting people you don't know for whatever reason, shooting at them from behind the, from behind the partition and everything, but actual bravery is actually standing up and saying what you're doing is wrong, knowing that you're going to catch one of those bullets from one of those guys that is trying to be brave and walking out here with camouflage on to snipe you from 20 or 30 feet. This is what all countries do. Russia does it. They um, poison people. Uh, North Korea does it. Reportedly killed his own brother. And even when you're doing stuff like podcasts, you have to be careful about saying some of these things. You never know when you're going to be in a layover in Russia. You never right. know when you're going to be in a layover in North Korea. Suppose you happen to be flying by to see your South Korean girlfriend. Well, when? then you took the wrong way. You got to live over in North Korea. You took the wrong way. <laughs> then you're in trouble. You got, you got set up, homie. You got set up, homie. Somebody says catfish. <laughs> Catfish, North Korean style with Kim Jong Un. Oh, we got you now. We got you now. We got That'd you. That'd be the now. worst thing ever. Like I, I can't think of anything worse on this planet than getting in trouble and having to call Dennis Rodman to bail my ass out. Man, that would be horrible. That like would I be might, horrible. I might consider just letting it go. Like, 
you'll see me on TV yeah. and shit behind thing. I'll be like, yeah, nah. if you want to get out of jail, you're going to have to touch my penis. <laughs> yeah. Y'all about to watch me sit here and die. <laughs> I'm going to break their hearts, but y'all about to sit here and watch me die. I didn't put in enough years. <laughs> you know, you're going to be sitting there a long time watching a whole bunch of people touch each other's penises then. <laughs> After a while, you might just become them. Just say, touch it. That's the way it happens in the music business, they say. That's what I Man. hear. Music business, Hollywood. <laughs> music business, Hollywood. Any, oh, right, entertainment, period. Yeah, sooner or later. Uh, sooner or later, somebody's going to try to Terry Crews you. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Terry Crews you. <laughs> He doesn't that think is, that's funny. Is that no, a tickle? Is that Terry, just a tickle and take you out to dinner kind of deal? I think I think that's all Terry had to do, but he wasn't about that life. Just just a tickle and take you I out to dinner. Wanted, I think they just wanted to see it. You know, he's a massive. So? He's, a, he's a massive structure. I think they were just. Yeah. I don't think they really wanted him to pound him from behind. I think they just wanted to see it. Yeah, you think so? No, I, I think did, she, did, you, did you have a conversation with the guy over? Were you guys like sharing hors d'oeuvres at that moment, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Terry's feeties. I just want to see it. <laughs> you know, these pigs in the blanket got me thinking about Terry Crews. No, I just I, wonder. I, I think that 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 scene in Pulp Fiction. I think that's that's real. That's real Hollywood talk right there. Mm. Bing Rames, uh Bing Rames in the basement. Oh, the gimp. Yeah, yeah with the gimp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a true Hollywood story right there. At the doggy dog world, and yeah. some of us were in milk bone drawers. Yeah, and in that case, he might have been wearing milk bone drawers. <laughs> and that's it's been might such been. a long time since Pulp Fiction. As a, as another. Long. Another famous pedophile said it's worse than dog eat dog. It's dog eat dog and doesn't return other dog's phone call. <laughs> oh, oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Wow. Yo, fellas, I got to tell you, we're doing this new experimental uh, recording here. Yeah. And I just swear to God, I hope it's working because. Honestly speaking, I did not turn the machine on. So it does say it's being He's recorded. So that's it. Good. Be recorded. I, didn't, I didn't turn the machine on. So yeah, he, well, he didn't waste a week. If it's no, not on, waste. that's going to be the third week off. Well, and the great that's thing is, gee, how many times have you seen him over there and hit buttons to play sound effects and stuff? <laughs> Nothing. We haven't heard a thing all day. He, he probably thinks he heard really? it in his ear. I hear him. <laughs> It's when here, here it goes. Here. I heard nothing. You don't hear the sound effects. You don't hear any of the sound effects coming through. Really? Mm -hmm. I just, I just faintly heard wow. the helicopter right there. Oh, okay. See, so, see, so there you go. Very faintly. Never heard the theme song. No, I've seen no you go over there to push buttons a couple of times. I'm like, that's normally where he'd hit, he'd hit a button, but I don't hear nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I did take two weeks off, so. You can't expect everything to be perfect. No, you know, clearly you were educating yeah, yourself on the, on that, the system. That was clearly American right there. 
See the way I changed that around? I was studying. They said, but I had two weeks off. So yeah. it's not my fault. Ooh. So fellas, man, so much stuff so much stuff happened. We didn't get to cover City Bike when we were when that was going on. And that's kind of faded down. Uh, you know what? Like she was the worst. She's just she the worst. Like, she was. It's such a performance. A bad actress. Like pe- people needed to people needed to whip her a little bit more. She needed a little bit more whipping than she got. Like the whole thing the next day, her attorney tries to come out with the, you know, we've got receipts. She rented that bike, whatever. Who cares? Her ass acted in a really unprofessional and racist way, and that's what she's getting being called out for. Like, well, well, the whole story is that the kid had the bike all day. Yeah, it was actually registered on his account all day, and he had put it in the station. Mm-hmm. And but he had put it in the station. They were like, doctor, they were just there for a minute or whatever. And she went to go grab the bike, and he was like, and there were like four other bikes that were right there. Yeah. But she just wanted that bike. The way I see it, it's like this. She acted really badly. She's a pregnant PA who was coming out of a shift, right? Probably tired all day from dealing with people and everything. Just wanted shit the way she wants it. We've all had we've all had spouses at different times, dealt with pregnant women one time or the other. Sometimes they're just irritable Mm -hmm. and she was being irritable and she was pressing the buttons and she thought she was going to get away with some shit i can see her honestly hanging out at the dormitory with some of the black football players back when she was in college she was just having a bad day that day and she chose to push the wrong buttons and now everything is racially charged what she did was racial what she did was racial she put those boys in she, tried, she tried to put them in she harm's tried. way. She did. She tried to put them in harm's way. And it doesn't excuse what she did whatsoever. But the whole story, the whole fact is, the, the point is, for me, it was all of the other people jumping in with the opinions. The white people saying, oh, a bunch of thugs pushing on this woman and blase blind. The thing that got me, I almost went viral because this black guy came up with the comment. He was like, the boys should have done more. They should have said more to her. They should have pushed up on her. And when he tried to grab the phone, he should have struck her because that's what he would have done with Kiki. And my comment was, man, you ain't supposed to do that with Kiki either. True, true that, true Mm -hmm. that. So it's like, you're trying to, and he was like, nah, well, if he was, they're letting her get away with it. I'm like, nah, you don't push up on, you're not supposed to push up on a female in that manner. And all that's going to do is get you in more trouble. At that point in time, you don't, he, you didn't physically have to, he didn't physically have to put his hands on her. He handled the situation without putting his hands on her. So it's like, to me, it was like, that was like the comments from the weak men section, the weak male testosterone session that has no idea. Somebody taught them that being a man is putting your hands on a woman. You can control a situation without putting your hands on a woman. If that woman puts her hands on you, well, all bets are off then. Because, like, these chicks be doing Tai Bo now. So you can't really, like, let that slide. But there's no need for that other thing. And a lot of the white people were like, y'all realize she she got $135,000 last time I checked in her GoFundMe. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And I told, and somebody was arguing with me about that. I was like, look, I'm going to wait for it to find out everything that happens before I make an opinion. I said, but yeah, motherfuckers giving her money. You're stupid because she's in New York. She's got a union. She's got all these different protections. She's not going to lose a single day of work for that bullshit. She's not going to lose a single day of work. She's not losing her job for that. Nobody is taking her. And really, honestly, people have forgotten about it already. Their motherfuckers getting shot in this country. There's people getting shot every day. You think motherfuckers got time to worry about Karen in Central Park? Nah, V. It's well, over. She, she did get put on leave, though. Well, she's due to go on maternity leave in a right. little while anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? True. It's like all they did was they gave her $135,000 for her maternity leave. And that's for very nice. possibly that's very for nice. that's very nice. America's very, you know, very sympathetic. Um, you know, as are you, you know. Um, no, nah, I, I mean, look. She she cried a little bit. She's pregnant. You're like, oh, she's had a bad day. We've all dealt with pregnant. No, 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 no. You, you once again, show your proclivities for white meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cutting that one out. <laughs> all sympathetic and shit john banging the drum for this chick yo she acted stupidly she she was on the verge of fucking around and finding out mm-hmm. and that's it like there's no i'm not i don't care how many hours she worked i don't care how pregnant she is i don't care if there was somebody in the walls that she was at bellevue right yeah, I don't I think care so. if there was I don't care if there was somebody splattering shit on the walls for nine hours of her ten hour shift. Like mm-hmm. what she tried to do should be criminal. Mm, that she went absolutely. that route. That I she went that, that route shows that she had absolute malice. Mm, I agree. Mm. Absolute malice. I have to go three for three on that one. So She's, it should be criminal. I'm I'm, I'm I'm extraordinarily unsympathetic to, to her plight. No, but I, I'm sure nobody that... should be judged. Nobody should be judged on their worst moment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's probably not her worst moment. That's probably if, yeah. if she if she went there that quickly, she's been there before. Well, yeah, that, right, right. That's the mechanism. Well, you know, there's in New York, there's a level of comfort, especially if you work with a certain like um, you work with if you're working in a hospital, or you're working with other black people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get to the point where you start to feel like, oh, I'm I I don't have to be relaxed around these people. I can do X, Y, and Z, and I can feel and I can say things that I shouldn't be saying, and I can behave in a way I shouldn't be behaving. And I think that there's a little bit of a little bit of that in this whole thing too. You know, I don't believe. Listen, I don't think that she was right. I think that she deserves to be. She definitely deserves to be strung up by her ankles for a certain amount of time. But you know, the thing that really got me about it was that the polarity that the conversation brought out where you had white people on one side and saying, oh, these kids are all thugs and they tried to steal from her. Some of them are still, it's like, they're they're like the Brentwood Indians and everything. They're the Brentwood Indians crowd. They just don't want to admit the fact that this woman was wrong and that the story was told wrong, that the story was told wrong, has been told wrong, and that she has something to apologize for. And that's what we're in the midst of. We're in the midst of a cognitive dissonance storm, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. 
where everything that we do right now, everything that we talk about right now is based upon what I want to believe more so than ever. And I mean, like, you know what? I was thinking, should we be surprised? Because when we were growing up, it seemed like to me, like it wasn't as racist. And it definitely wasn't as racist as these things that are in your face today. Like right now, I guess there was like a, maybe a 10 year reprieve after 20 years of whatever. And there was maybe a 10 year reprieve, but now we're seeing an uptick in all the racism and things. But the way that it came, that people were coming at the discussion, nobody even wanted to wait to find out what actually happened. They all just wanted oh. to jump on the side. And to me, it just had me thinking like there's, you know, what hope is there for the majority of people when you just want what you want. And that's really where we are. You just, certain people just want what they want. And if they, God forbid, if they come and they move next to you and everything, cause it's either going to be you or them at a certain point and they can't get away with it, you know? The whole trans thing, but Target and Walmart. Now it's a now it's a joke. I can't go to Target, can't go to Walmart. Where am I gonna go? Can't go to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is putting in diversity training and everything. So they're like, where can I go? Where am I supposed to go to? And they're really starting to feel this a certain way. And I seen this guy who was like, you know, obviously a little bit tarted today on the internet. And um Did you, you say know, that still? I can say whatever the fuck I want. I'm going in trouble. I can say whatever the fuck I want. But this thing was a little bit, he was definitely a little bit, uh, you know, when he's talking about, like, you know, they're, they're saying that, yeah, they're saying that we're upset. Conservatives are upset about this and that and this. And we're not upset. We're just going to make our own economy and we're going to have our own lives. So I was like, oh, so you're just going to be white nationalists. So you're picking up on an ideology from that's been around for years, but hasn't been popular until now when you started to feel like a little bit inconsequential because you are, because to me, it's like, I'm looking at this guy. He's got the slope forehead and everything. You know, he's just the way he's talking. It's like a sales pitch thing. Obviously, if you were to test that guy, he's going to test on the lower end of the spectrum, but he's got a microphone and he's got a video and he's going viral. Or he's going to try to go viral, espousing these views and these points of views about separatism, which is something that this country has kind of fought for like generation after generation. But here's the funny part about all of it, because like, Rob, you're going to like this one. You're going to like this part about it and everything. It ain't got nothing to do with me, B. You know what I'm saying? It's whether it be white Democrats, white Republicans, conservatives, it's like my sway really ain't doing nothing. So it's like, I hope these motherfuckers don't expect me to really be emotionally invested in any of this shit. Like you can make the joke about me like protecting the white need in that Twitter thing. But honestly, it's like, I was on everybody in that. I was on a brother for talking about hitting black women. Like, yo, you gonna like, really? Nigga, like, you know, I don't know who the fuck he is and everything, but I got a daughter. Let me see. Let me be around when he try to put his hand up to my daughter and shit. He won't use that motherfucker again. He won't use that motherfucker again. For real. You want to worry about these dudes, you know, and then it's the women and 
these white people with all this, like this hatred and all this different stuff. And even this like balanced budget thing, this shit ain't got nothing to do with me, B. You don't give a fuck about me, anything about me whatsoever and everything. I'm going to continue to do the same things I've been doing, which is like talk shit about y'all because I can and vote the vote the um um lesser evil and that's it you know what i'm saying until y'all really decide you want to do something different if you really want to decide you want to do something different that's fine but it doesn't make any sense for any black person to be out here sticking his neck out for anything unless of course your uncle timmy because you want to get back at born in trouble for doing that show about you so now you want to run for president Fuck you, Tim Scott. You ain't invited to the barbecue anyway. And you in South Carolina where they got barbecue. You can go to the white barbecue. There's going to be <laughs> raisins good. in that potato salad. It, I was about to say, it ain't good. It ain't good. It ain't going to be as good. You know, they got barbecue sauce there. But it ain't yeah, the real this, barbecue sauce, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's just it's just open pit though. It ain't it ain't even doctored up. It's just straight out the jar. It is what it is, fellas. I have no idea how long this show has gone, so I'm gonna just say that it's been about an hour. I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my spidey sense and say another successful show. Oh Unless yeah, we've been on for a you, bit. That you gentlemen want to bring up before we go? Is there anything you wanna? Get into anything I missed, per se. Uh, you know, there was something I forgot what it was. It was probably stupid, knowing knowing me and you know <laughs> what, what I've contributed to society in the last four or five days. It was probably stupid. Okay, <laughs> we'll just give you a we'll give you a obligatory no, laugh there no, for whatever no, it was no, that no. you were thinking about. Yeah, oh, no, it was probably sad, stupid. Uh, probably sad, stupid. Okay. Yeah. Listen, y'all stop shooting people and everything, or don't. Just don't shoot them around me. Try to stay away from my family. Yeah, I know y'all gonna go out shooting people anyway. You know what I'm saying? True. Fourth of July is coming up too. If you don't like the name Indians, change it to Cowboys, Brentwood Cowboys. Then of course we'll lose everything. We'll never win another league (laughs) championship again. But hey, it'll be factually correct. Wow. You know, but if you're going to start, if you're going to name, I I just have this one thing to say to the school district. If you're going to name the Brentwood, Brentwood Cowboys and everything, if you're going to name us Cowboys and you're going to start us with the name that starts with an L, you might as well just go back to the Brentwood Lovers. Free Lovers. FL, baby. The wood's on fire. What is X is on fire. X is, X on, is fire, on fire yeah. right now. I just wanted to let people know where we come from, where that's, we represent. Home of Bismarck Key, home of EPMD, home of Craig Mack. Our, our, our home of Divine Sounds, home of home of uh, what's my man? I just seen. I just seen him in the hotel a little while ago from um house party. Um you know, house party. Party. Groovy Groovy, Groovy Chill. Too. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Allen. Just seen him a couple of weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Respect. We got a long hip hop history, bro. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, that's where we come from, 
And we ain't calling ourselves the Indians. We just Brentwood. Motherfuckers coming through. It's coming through. We don't need the name. We don't need to change our change our guy with the headdress to a guy with the turban just so we can be factually correct and not look stupid to the rest of the people in the world. Because that's what it would take. But they don't know. How many successful Indian athletes do you know? Now, if you want to turn us into mathletes, keep the name Indians <laughs> and give us a turban. Wow. You knew at some point there'd be a shark jumping. You just weren't sure. <laughs> like It looked like we were going to escape without it for a moment there. You thought we were going to escape without it. And then... This fool said mathletes. Mathletes. This this is one of them brothers. When you when you in a hole, just keep digging. <laughs> Dig till you hit water. That's it, bro. Listen, Indians and free lovers. It's a national. It's a natural connection. There's an educational piece to it. There's a Kama Sutra piece to it because we yeah. all know that's where the Kama Sutra came from. The Brentwood free lovers. You can keep the Indian somewhere in the name if we're the free lovers and everything. You can work it out. We're going to work it out over the course of these weeks, you know, because we all know that there's some snake charmers that are already graduated from the school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, woo. yeah, I had my snake charms a time or two. There you go. And on that note, <laughs> from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, home. Of the real housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> Tragically, Jersey is not, you know, it's not a lot, not, doesn't have a lot of good selling points, but it's a lovely place to live still. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the only defense I could muster of my home state. It was very, very apathetic. <laughs> Clearly, I'm moving out when it's time to retire. Well, listen, at least you guys are at the Indians. And from Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wing. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down, get you some. Wings, that is, not Mormon girls. Mr. Grant Wings. Habanero. That's right. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Gene Hopkins. We're not recording without you next week, Gene. So you better find your way over here. We're going to find you, Gene. I'm going to pop up in his Uber with the microphone. Gene Hopkins, we're live for the next hour. <laughs> pop up in his Uber. <laughs> Born in trouble. See y'all next week. Try to stay, try to keep it light, y'all. Somebody Don't standing on the corner. John you. gonna be standing on the corner in Atlanta for for years. He's keep trying to get <laughs> Gene. He's gonna keep driving past them. He's gonna see me. He's gonna be ah oh, hell no. Oh, oh hell, hell no. no. <laughs> I'm gonna be down there in a little while too. I'm gonna surprise him. I'm gonna wait till he goes to work. I'm gonna find out where his area is, and I'm gonna hit him. Up. I'm gonna hit him up on Uber and have him take me around. Yeah, I think know, I gotta so. head down there too. Yeah, I gotta head down to Atlanta I'm, too. I'll be down yeah. there in late September. Hopefully I'll be there. That's when Kendra's wedding is. Did you Late September? Want an inv- yeah. Did you want an? Did you want an invitation? You're more uh, than welcome. When am nah. I? Gonna be there? 
But listen, fellas, born in trouble. Catch you next week. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace.